In a world where StarCast would let literally anyone hold a podcast, <laughs> the one litty sh- little shitty podcast that could somehow made it to the main stage. Sunday, May 26th, join us as Fight Boys somehow makes it to StarCast. Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore. Hey, it's me, your boy, your creepy puppet mama, (laughs) Happy the Witch. It's Happy the Witch! (laughs) I am still in disbelief from this last weekend's announcement. I'm the Dylan. God, should we talk about that? Uh, so, so here, let me. I haven't told you guys. So, let me run through what happened. So, I'm going back to Indiana the weekend before this, yeah. and part of the week to to meet with a friend. And so, like, I had to message them and then call my parents, who are my ride back from Indiana to Florida, about this uh, surprise trip to Vegas. My friend was just like, "Fuck yeah." You you get that dream trip to Vegas to do a wrestling thing. And I had to explain to both of my parents that I was on this shitty little wrestling podcast with the two of you <laughs> that somehow got picked up by this major wrestling promotion to do a fucking show in Vegas. And they were both like, yeah, that's a life experience. No, we we support you. Bless them. Bless their fucking hearts. Yeah. Because I... Because because I have to tell you, I was freaking out being like, how do you tell your parents that you do a wrestling podcast? Like, I don't really even know how you start with that line. I don't know. I'll let you know when I tell my parents yeah. later this week. <laughs> In the week. I like how you're the last one of us to do this. <laughs> Can I just say my genuine favorite was that morning I said, because we were supposed to record our Ready to Rumble, uh, you paid for this episode, and I messaged you guys going, well, we do need to talk because I have news, and every, I've never seen dylan's anxiety kick in harder because it was just like a stream of is the show canceled am i fired what the fuck's going on scotty scotty what's happening and i'm like it's good news and you're like oh thank god yeah way way to pick on someone with mental illness asshole we all (laughs) look we're all fucked up on this show we decided to call a wrestling podcast fight boys we they know we're all fucked up yep um I would like to say that I was this close. I'm making very small, like, gestures with my hands to just saying in our chat, oh, are we have, do we have to go to Vegas now? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Scotty, I, do we have to see, go to see, Vegas? See, the thing is that I had completely forgotten that I had convinced you to submit us for this. Yeah. Um, that is how that is how little of a chance I gave us for this actually going through and for us to have the combined financial ability to back it up. That's I put us at a 1%. That's the max I'll say that I put us at. And yet somehow, like a drunkard at the craps table, we somehow pulled through. Yes. Much like what we're going to be doing that weekend. Um if if anybody is still confused about this, which it, they may be, after our three fucking announcements, we are going to be doing a live show. Our first live show of Fight Boys Live. Live Fight Boys. Live Boys. Yes. At Starcast. Yeah. At we- Las Vegas. 
on Sunday, the day after Double or Nothing, which we're also going to be at in the fucking cheap seats with binoculars, because why not? Yeah, I just, I really want to know what, when it was said on the call that fateful evening, what went through both of your heads in that moment? Because I don't think I've ever seen Dylan more happy and scared at the same time. My my first my first thought was like holy shit this is an amazing opportunity. My second thought was holy shit I can't do this uh, because I thought I was like oh well shit I had already planned for that weekend. It's funny that was my as time went on I was like hold on I I just have to cancel every other plan that I've been setting up for a couple months for this one amazing life uh, life experience to say that I podcasted for AEW. Uh, yeah. That and way, hey, when I show well, that way, when I show up for Fight for the Fallen, which by the way, I bought a hundred dollar ticket for Fight for the Fallen in <laughs> fucking July, so like I had already pushed past my mental boundaries for doing dumb shit in my life. Yeah, um, I was like, I was like, well, fuck, dude. At least when I show up there, they'll be like, hey, I remember you, and I'll be like, I remember me as well. <laughs> Do you? Do you? I was drunk as shit. I don't remember what the hell I did. I'm gonna show. By the way, I'm gonna show up in every. I'm gonna show up to Fighter Fest, and I'm gonna show up to fucking Fight for the Fallen in the same Fight Boy shirt that I'm gonna wear this goddamn podcast because I'm gonna make a meme of it. Yeah. Goddamn right. I might just get a generic Fight Boy shirt. Yeah. They're all generic. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Ole 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 ole. Um, I would like to say that I felt the exact same. I was extremely excited then extremely terrified because i have a um a theatrical production mm-hmm. oh no in th- my hometown this is the worst time for literally all of us because dylan had his family think you have the theater show i've got a baby coming and we're <laughs> you all, do have a baby and we're all like, i would like famous. to i would like to i would like to point out that of all of us your wife pulled the biggest mvp move she did you told her and she was like well yeah fuck yeah you gotta go well the two of us have to like convince our families your wife was just like you're on that plane right i'll (laughs) kick you in the dick if you don't go and we're like oh fuck all right well i guess by association we have to go or else she'll also kick us in the dick yeah my favorite thing was like after like you were dylan so scared of like trying to mess with your plans that you've been making for so long. Oh, Dylan wasn't because, in. Until... Dylan wasn't in at all. He was straight up like, no, 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 there's yeah. no way I can do this, guys. I'm sorry, but... It... Until... And, and then as the, as the conference call went on, I was like, hold on, I, I might... Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, hold on, I'll be... I'll be, I'll, I'll be right back. And then I did say, Dylan, I can buy your plane ticket. Yeah. And I was like, alright. <laughs> okay, then I can, I can, I can swing that. Mm-hmm. The best thing is we booked our tickets independently, like Scotty booked for me and him, and I booked Dylan's ticket. We still somehow got on, like, we get on, we have the same layover. In 50%. The only thing that'll be better is if we somehow end up in the same row. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, We need to just be like, listen, can we, can we just go together? We just like go to people, like, listen, do you mind... If we just, we know all know each other randomly. Like, do you, you, can we just, I want the aisle seat. Is this okay? (laughs) Um, we'll, we'll discuss that later. (laughs) I'm twice your size, Blake. You can suck a dick. (laughs) Uh, listen, I might have to just dip into your dick foo knowledge because. Why, like, you just punch him in the dick on the plane, toss him out of the fucking seat. (laughs) Uh, this is my aisle seat now. You get the window, bitch.
I'll just say this is the most go big or go home fucking thing that could pop because it could have been like, oh yeah, we're doing a live show at like WrestleCon in North Carolina or doing a live show before some fucking indie fan in Georgia. No, we're going to the biggest professional wrestling event that's not WrestleMania of this year to do our dumb dumb podcast. And also we're um the funny thing is, we're replacing The Undertaker. That's what I was about to say. We're replacing The Undertaker, who's apparently been taken off of uh, of, of Starcast. He's been undertaken off. <laughs> yes. So, so, so my biggest, like, so my greatest and like worst fear, uh, my greatest hope, my worst fear is that like we end up like they said because I, I believe you you said in the in like the ca- casting call for this was like you need to be able to perform in front of like a large audience and like the two of you have degrees in theater <laughs> and and I'm just some fucker with a social science masters <laughs> like like I've I've spoken in front of like a room full of 100 people once so, like, I'm going to have to wear shades indoors. That's the kind of shit I'm going to have to pull to make this work out. And I was just, that was that was my biggest thing. It was just, like, I can't do, th- like, do this. And then, like, now we're slowly putting together what we're going to do for this show and, like, trying to make sure we can pull demographics yeah. and, like, segments. And we're slowly, like, we're slowly pulling this together like a group project a bunch of, among a bunch of middle schoolers. And god damn... I am so fucking thankful that we have a month to do this shit. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. It's not like we had to go the next week. Yeah. I love the fact that apparently Dylan's version of what he's going to have to do is turn into Mitch Hedberg. So me and Blake <laughs> are going to be on the stage normal. Meanwhile, we're just like, yeah, Dylan, what did you think about Double or Nothing? Then it cuts up. He's like, I don't know, man. It was a good show. I got really high. And then we went home. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean... Depending on how we experience Las Vegas, that might be what happens. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are you gonna go like nutty professor on us, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. He just walks out. He's like, "I used to smoke weed. I still, I still do, do <laughs> but <laughs> I used to." It depends on how many people. It depends on how many people are in the audience, and if I can spot Chuck Taylor. Uh, yeah. It's true. This would be depending on how many people are there. This could either be a normal performance for me in the theater, or a performance that I haven't had in many, many years since I performed, like, in state high school theater competitions. In front of two people. None of us know what, what we're expecting for this. This is so, like, foreign to each and every one of us. And so we're just like, okay. Oh, Jesus. So, like... Can we... You should ask Gazi if he's gone. He could be, like, our one bit of moral support. I've already <laughs> asked him. He's he's not gonna be able to make it, but he was just like, I'm so fucking proud of you guys. I'm like, thank you, Gazi, you fucker. Thanks, 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 Gazi, like, you fuckhead. Uh, that is gonna be, like, my first question is just like, hey, who here's li- listened to our show before? If anybody cheers, they're gonna be like, you're fucking liars. Only one kid listens, and it's an emo kid from North Carolina, and that's not you. <laughs> we don't even listen to our own podcast. Don't lie to us. We're the shittiest podcast on God's green earth. We took Gallows and Anderson's podcast, dug it up from the grave, and peed on it and buried it again. Yeah, that is how bad this is. And we, we podcast sh- on top of that shit every night. Yeah. We are the shitty little podcast that could that could welcome to fight boys, the weekly podcast about professional <laughs> and not so professional wrestling. Um. So, uh, I do have one 
last thing I do need to tell you guys, and it's it it's kind of almost it almost sounded like a deal breaker, but it's not, and that's we do have to keep it PG thirteen. Oh, so we can't cuss during this? Fuck. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the PG-13 where we get one use of the word fuck? If so, we have to hold it. We gotta just be like, they said PG-13, that means we get one F-bomb. We pull, like, the Mick Foley stand-up thing where he's like, I'm gonna wait. And when it drops, you guys are gonna be so hyphy for it. No, 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 no. If that's that... the case, if that's the case, we have to drop it. We have to drop it during the uh, the beginning of the second segment where we we retweet a special someone. We get to be like, you guys better fucking tweet at him. Oh yeah, that's. A, I mean, I know we're on Detonga Watch right now, but I do want to say I feel like we should announce our first segment for the live fight boys, which is going to be the world's largest dust watch, where we get the world's the largest <laughs> fucking Dutch watch. Yeah, we get the entire fucking audience to pull out their phones and tweet Chuck Taylor at once. Hey, Scotty, you remember talking about that anxiety earlier? It just came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because do you know how long it's been since I've had to censor myself? Actually, it's probably been about 12 hours since I got back from work, but still... Also, why did we not change Dustwatch to be tweeting Alistair Black and we could call it Dutchwatch? <laughs> That's really That's good. That's very, very Because we only started on the thing of, of, of like, remembering that Alistair Black was Dutch whenever he got traded to SmackDown and we talked about how Fox needed the Dutch demographic. Yeah. They, they, were, they were pulling Andrade for the Latino de- demographic. Yeah. Um, so... Should we talk about wrestling? Well, no, I, was, yeah. I, I feel like we can talk about Double or Nothing a little bit because... I mean, we may have a masked man who's definitely not CM Punk come out and attack during it, which is going to make me very happy. Oh, there is no way. I feel like that is the only thing that Punk would ever do. Yeah. And he would do it in an obvious way, but he would never come back on a big show. I don't know if he's coming back on a no, big he's, show. He's, he's, he's not coming back. There's too many other things we can look forward to. Fucking Dustin, Dustin, the other Dustwatch, Dustin Rhodes is fucking... Wrestling Cody. Oh. That's going to be amazing. Oh. And he officially retired Gold Dust. That's... He did. He officially did. And now he's got his weird half and half makeup gimmick, which is weird, but I like it. I, I support him. Um, the way I found private... out about that was through a text message from my father that just said, You suck! And I went, What? And he just went, Have you not seen who Cody's facing? And I went, no. And then I looked it up and went, oh, shit. Okay, I'm very happy we're going now. Right. Also, also, I feel like we all we all correctly predicted the librarian. Go us. Yeah. Uh, well, well um, I would it. just like to say with Cody versus Dustin, that's the mania match that we never fucking got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also get uh, also private party got picked up by AEW. I'm really excited to see them live. Yeah. Um, I, I've been I've been following them for a bit because I was like, holy shit, they're like they're like uh, Young Bucks 2.0. Yeah. I've I have actually never heard of Private Party before they were announced on AEW. So yeah, I'd I'd seen some stuff of theirs on like Twitter and YouTube, and I was just like, ever I I was like, hell yes, everything about this is amazing. So that's you know, gonna that's gonna be great. The under budget or the over budget battle royal has literally everyone you've ever wanted to see. Yeah, and they're all gonna get their shit in. You know yeah. it. Oh, it's gonna be the best. It's oh yeah, is, are, gonna are, be the best. 
we you know how we like to do live recaps of all the big shows afterwards? We get to fucking do that for double or nothing at our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also we also get to do live bullshit commentary. Scotty, you realize that everything that happened at CEO last year we're just gonna do again except Blake's gonna be there? It's gonna be the best. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um also I've been, I'm mostly keeping track of like big surprises and I guess we are not going to get our good, good British friend coming back because Marty's going to be busy in the fucking Super Juniors all month to actually come back for Double or Nothing, which pissed me off. No, Martin. Martin. No, he, he's, he's, his contract ends at the end of June, so at the end of Super Juniors, I think his contract is fully up. So, like, July... So he won't be at Fight for the Fallen, unfortunately, but, like, the TV tapings in Chicago that they announced at the arena where they held the first All-In... Oh, I haven't heard about uh, this. That, that's a thing? Yeah, yeah, that's when his That's when his contract's up, so he'll be there for probably the first TV tapings when he comes out and he starts destroying all his dead friends. Yeah. And... I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it at every possible level. Um so like the only here's the thing. The only thing I hope for out of all of this is that I can meet Jimmy Havoc because he's like the last person that I really want to meet on the indies that I haven't met yet. Besides besides Marty because I need Marty's signature for the shirt. Um yeah. But that's it. Like I just I just need to meet Jimmy Havoc cuz I was just like your you're the kind of drunk bastard that I want to be in my... Have, did you see Jimmy Havoc's WrestleMania tweets where he was just like, you you know you've had a good night when you take a picture with fucking uh, one half of the Midnight Express and uh, fucking uh, one of the guys from Full-Blooded Italians and you don't remember any of it. Yeah. He was just like goking for his phone. He was like, holy shit, I took this photo at 4 a.m. I don't remember that. I was like, oh my god, legend. Yeah. Legend. Right. We get to live it. Also, another thing we have to work into our live show, we have to Tracy get Smoke. Chris. We have to get Chris to put us on the boat. Oh, yeah. We're just going to. Because apparently, Talk is Jericho is like right the fuck after us from what I've seen. So I just like this concept that we finish our show and then we're standing off stage for Talk is Jericho just being like, Chris? I want him to be on the same stage as us and he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We're like, I'm sorry. Like, put us on the boat. I love Chris. you. Chris. I love. I love- Chris, I love your work. <laughs> We're crying on our way out. Oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I want, I want, I want Chris Jericho to big league me. I want him to like chest bump and get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> that'll He'll that'll make it. a weekend for me. That'll he make loves a to fucking fight, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Chris, Chris, I heard you were a fight boy. <laughs> also, finally, the last person who may or may not be at Double or Nothing had a very prophetic last words, and that was Mr. Dean Ambrose, because apparently, like, his last words were all gambling-themed. Yeah, he just, didn't. He was like, eight years ago, I walked into this casino, now I'm cashing in my chips and walking away from the table. I won the game. What I do with the rest of my life is my own business. I answer to no one. And all I could think was like, oh... He's cashed in, but is he gonna go double or nothing? Who knows? I did. I did appreciate the million dollar man quote, where the million dollar man didn't get to buy what he. Uh, oh yeah, talking uh, about Vince. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that was call very, so very much. good. He is like, regardless of what happens with that, I appreciate Dean Am- Ambrose for everything he's contributed to the wrestling industry over the course of his career. Yeah, like, very much so. Bless, bless him. He's a, a good man. I'ma miss that boy. I, I, as much as I've talked shit on him for how weird his gimmick is at times and how 
much as punches look like if Shane McMahon was on Quaaludes. I, I still love Dean Ambrose from the deepest bottom pit of my heart. But you know who I love more than Dean Ambrose? No. What? Where did I go? Uh, what? You're dead. You- All of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support us. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the fucker Gazi, who is, of course... Sending us, I'm saying his $5 is what's really sending us to double or nothing. It's all gauzy. What are you, what are you, what are you going there in the back of a shrimp truck? (laughs) Jesus. I mean, we're flying spirit, so pretty much. And uh, in addition to that, you get access to our exclusive Discord with all the other BS Network shows. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like I've just said. And then also, you get access to our exclusive show, You Paid For This, where we watch terrible fucking movies and then commentate over them. And then, of course, sometime this week, we should be recording our episode on the David Arquette WCW killing film, Ready to Rumble. So if you want access to that, you can go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Wait, Scotty, what are the chances that we can record at Double or Nothing? I mean, it, that, it has to come out this month. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, no. I'm saying that, like, you know, we record that and then we release it later. But, like, we record our commentary of the event. Oh, are we just record live commentary oh. for Double? We could. I'm getting a, I'm getting that fancy-ass Colt Cabana microphone because I'm going to try to get me and Blake to do a podcast on an airplane. Which one? We're all going to be on a one airplane. Oh, we're going to try to do an episode of BS. You may want, you could jump yeah. in, I guess. Oh, wait, that poor third person next to us is going to be so confused. But uh, Hey, hey, how's it going? Fuck your flight. Right? I mean, that's going to be for <laughs> everyone around us. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, well, I can't wait for the whole plane to hear, Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, yeah. I was fucking sleeping, asshole. <laughs> Not anymore, Gramps. <laughs> we should do that as we're boarding the flight. We just do it in segments. Yeah. Well, speaking of segments, this is usually the part of the show where we tweet at Tama Tonga and try to get him to follow us on Twitter. But now that now that we've got a live show, I feel we need some pizzazz. We need to pick it up, which is why I'm proposing instead of doing Dust Watch or Tonga Watch, we just do hashtag guest watch, and every week leading up to Double or Nothing, we tweet a different person trying to get them on our live show. Scotty, I want to say, like, this is a great idea on paper, because it has no chance of working, but given our current track record, we might actually get someone on our show. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm busy tweeting David Arquette. <laughs> yeah okay hey That's... at david arquette you gotta be at starcast wanna come on our live show put... do you know this is the fucker that just like david arquette just recently put out an instagram picture saying he wants to bring wrestling and hollywood together scotty my heart can't handle this hashtag wrestling hollywood connection hashtag real fight boy hashtag just watch or guest watch. Hashtag Blake's anxiety. We're gonna get superstar celebrity David Arquette on our show. Sure, we are. Can we just call it Dave Watch and just hope we get a Dave? <laughs> any Dave. It doesn't matter. Just please, any Dave we want. All right, let me see. And then I'm just gonna put a gif of David Arquette underneath okay. it. 
That's good, because I feel like there's a lot that we didn't get to in the first segment that... I, I guess it plays into what we were going to talk about after our guest watch segment, but... Scotty, we need to, we need to talk about our Firefly Funhouse. Oh, you want to talk about my favorite fucking thing that's ever happened on WWE TV, and it makes me so sad, because I know it's going to be ruined? Is it... Does it does it involve a Bayou Boy? It involves a Bayou Boy. No, he ain't no Bayou Boy anymore, this motherfucker. Hey, Scotty, you may be able to take the boy out of the Bayou, but you have not taken the Bayou out of Bray Wyatt's accent. Yeah, well, yeah, that's there, but he did chainsaw himself in half, which is apparently lifted directly from a Cliff Compton proposal he did in, like, developmental a long time ago, where he was like... Alright, I'm gonna come out on fucking TV, and I'm gonna chainsaw a cardboard cut out of John Cena in half. And they're like, you can't do that. Then Bray Wyatt did it anyways. And then he, he, he got to it eventually. Listen, yeah. listen, fucking, a cardboard cutout of current John Cena probably would break the chainsaw. The man is chiseled as shit. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. God, that picture you sent earlier, it was terrifying. I'm it just... was. I saw that on my on my feed for Twitter, and I was just like, I'm uncomfortable now. I, I can't look at Twitter today. That's enough Twitter for today. John Cena is physically smaller, like he takes up less space, but that's because all of his mass has become compacted into a normal-sized person. Yes. He's so dense now, it's, it's horrifying. The... It's so dense. John Cena's going to become the first human who becomes a black hole. He just keeps densing... <laughs> Um, okay, back to Bray. I fucking love it, because it feels like the new writers are, uh, that they got for Bray Wyatt specifically is Tim Heidecker and Eric. Well, uh, Eric. 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 Well, here's the thing about Bray that I'm really, firstly, we thought it was called Happy the Puppet. It's apparently Abby, because it's Sister Abigail is a puppet, which makes a lot more sense than anything the whole internet said. But, yeah, but it, I like Happy better. Yeah. But the beauty of it is the fact that basically Bray Wyatt, up until now, has been like a very 90s, early 2000s version of what a horror movie is. But the genre of horror has morphed so much that now he's almost got like a Five Nights at Freddy's, like, I, Five Nights at Freddy's, Bendy and the Ink Machine, kind of like a cute face with something horrifying. Don't hug me, I'm scared, is what you're thinking of. Don't hu- it's straight up, don't hug me, I'm fucking scared. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I think it may be, because the, I, our second segment was originally just going to be like, can you make an actual spooky boy in wrestling? Because, like, Kane was just cool. He was supposed to be a scary demon. No, he's just cool. And, like, uh, Boogeyman. Boogeyman scared five-year-olds, but not, like... I, w- I was curious if you guys think it's possible to make a genuinely creepy I mean, person. That's the thing, though, because OG Bray Wyatt did scare the five-year-olds. Yeah? And, like, the... Everyone older than that... Like, they just liked him Are you- when he originally debuted, when the Wyatt family was really strong, when they came out against the Shield, and then they broke up and got together again and broke up because they just didn't have any direction after that. Like, you can only it's like, take... It's like you and one of your past relationships, Blake. Yeah, Blake. Dylan, stop speaking truth. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I, I don't know where you pulled that from, and I know you think that was a joke, but Stop. <laughs> 
drunk drunk Dylan is a fucking prophet. He just knew. Um, yeah, that's why I'm not allowed to drink before the live show. But, Blake, you're telling me you weren't truly just spooked by Bray when he brought all them spooky worms in the ring during that Randy Orton match? That is by, that is by far the worst WrestleMania match I've ever had to watch. I loved it the first the time. The sperm snake on the ramp. The sperm snake on you the ramp. You need to ramp. understand, it was all good. It was the third time that, that like, the ring changed, and then he got hit with an RKO, and the match ended. Like, the last two minutes of that match pissed me off more than Roman Reigns, like, destroying The Undertaker and killing my childhood. Yeah. Like... Because that was a sad moment. The Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match was like a like a a deeply frustrating and infuriating moment. Like I wanted to punch Vince McMahon in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, moving on to another topic, I do want to say, was it Friday when I told you guys about Double or Nothing? Was it then? It's Saturday. It was Saturday. I think. Yeah. Well, I I just want to say that turned out to be like the best fucking day of our lives because that was also the day that Ring of Honor announced that they were no longer associating with Enzo and Big Cass, the men who had never appeared on television for them. Right? It was like, Tamatonga saved us. To quote Tamatonga, who gives a fuck about Ring of Honor? <laughs> yeah. It was just... It Flang came a- belt across press conference room hit wall. Yeah, it just came it's across over. my feed, and I just started smiling so good. Like, yes, they knew. I, I, I tried, and I really did try to feel bad because that's a shitty situation for someone to be in. But knowing both, like Enzo and Cass, how their personal lives are, I find it very hard to do that. Yeah, I feel bad for Cass. That's that's all. He's because he. Cause he sound like he sounds like uh recon- like like he's he's trying to recompense for like the fuck ups he had during his time with Carmella and like on the main roster like he realized he fucked up and he's trying but he just keeps like bad situation after bad situation after bad situation like also if his like politics and his stance on like some social things haven't yeah. changed then I don't give a shit really about Cass. Well, speaking of problematic individuals, I sent this to you guys and I forgot this happened. But Alex Riley is slowly becoming the new Virgil on Instagram. And we've talked about it before, but now he's like a rap star and it's the worst fucking thing on the planet. Did we talk about how... Like, when Enzo came out and did that freestyle, like, he just kept going... At what point? I I don't remember what it was. Like, they invited him out on a live show to just freestyle with other people. Like, actual rappers. Oh, okay. So Was this at Wale Mania? I think so, yes. Yeah, and Enzo's just like... <laughs> Enzo did not get a reaction. Enzo was not booed. He was not cheered. Everyone was just silent when he came out. If you And if you listen, like, his first couple of lines... Like, he was starting to get a little bit of traction. It was like, okay, this is good. This is all right. Then he kept going. Yeah. And then it got to the point where it was just Enzo, like, over-Enzoing to the point that nobody wanted it to go on because he should know when to stop. You never go full Enzo, boy. (laughs) Never went full Enzo and he never came back. 
If I had a dime for every time I went full Enzo, I'd have whatever that phrase a bunch of times. 50 I don't cents. Know. 50 cents. I'd be fired. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys are also wondering since the Superstar shakeup, what's really ha- – who's won? I looked and tried to pull notes for Raw and got mm, nothing except for Bray Wyatt's good, good spooky boy show. SmackDown, meanwhile, just had so much shit happened. Like, we're getting Becky versus Charlotte 53, and it's the worst. <laughs> 54. Uh, just, and it's <laughs> – and it's going to be after Becky versus Charlotte 2.0, the Southern version. Yes, exactly. I really enjoyed uh, Becky's tweet about it. At some... After Charlotte beats Bailey, Bailey, who just needs something <laughs> after her tag team split up, after she comes to SmackDown, you don't even give her a chance. Yeah, it's money in the bank. Sure. But Charlotte, you could so easily write that into the story that Charlotte can make some easy wins, but she's just not there anymore. She's got to build back up. You could build her back up, but you can't because you had her beat Bailey, and you just made it suck. I'm mad about... I really... Nothing has ever turned me more, like, anti-wrestler or anti-WWE than what happened with Bailey. Because Bailey and NXT... Have you ever had something in your life where you just get that dumb smile where you can't get rid of it of just like this is so great and I love it. That was Bailey in NXT. Her theme song would give give me the dumb smile. Now on the main roster, every time she comes out, all I can think is like, "Aww, Aww. man, the time's gone." It's because Bailey is a really good wrestler. She's so good in the ring and she can put on great matches. Yeah, but they have her talk so much. And that is not her strong suit. See, I'm lucky because the thing that made me dumb smile in NXT was Asuka. And Asuka's still awesome despite the shitty booking. She just now has a cool, like, also Japanese sidekick that does sweet, hot top rope elbows on people and a British mouthpiece. It's the greatest thing. That's true. Her Their their direction is pretty nice so far. I look forward to them beating the shit out of the Iconics. It's going to be the best. Well, they're not going to. The Iconics are going to win through cheating. Uh, but, but I still get to see her, Asuka, after the match, roundhouse kick someone in the face, and that's, that's like watching Chuck Norris roundhouse kick someone in the face, it's just great. The thing, the thing that gives me hope, though, is because they've paired them with Paige. Yeah. Because it's obvious that they, those two, like, even though they can do pretty good English, they're still very strong, like, Japanese promos, which just don't get a lot of reactions. So pairing them with Paige... Which is racist. <laughs> yes. Very much so. The British Empire Strikes Back. Um, the British didn't even do Japan. No, they didn't. Well, they are but now. they couldn't... They aren't... They, they're making up for lost time. Yeah. Where's that sex tape? Jesus. <laughs> so, Blake, you just cut... Here, hold on. Wait, if we want to get rid of Dylan for a second so he can just kind of sober up a little... <laughs> Whoa, hold on. No, no, no. No, no, no. I have things to say about this segment, too. You're not getting rid of me. It's, well, yeah. we, we kind of all expected it after the last couple of days we've had with the with the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. What I was just... Welcome to Talking Back, the show 
that's it's not even about his podcast anymore. It's just about how fucking buck wild insane Ryback is. Because Wait, does does Ryback even still have a podcast? Yes, he does, and the reason I know is because the other day he tweeted something about like I can't even remember what the tweet was. I sent it to you guys. Does, oh, does he still have Phoenix Marie as his co-host? <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> All I know is he was like, thanks to WWE and their stronghold, they're not allowed, like, the uh, these um, independent contractors are not allowed to go out and do interviews or podcasts on their own. That seems a lot like something employees might say. And me... Being on brand retweeted it on the me an intellectual me, an intellectual retweeted it on the me bike. a Ryback fuckboy <laughs> retweeted it with the caption of something just like yeah we really want to get the fucking ascension on a podcast but the WWE won't let us Ryback's right and then I was immediately retweeted by Ryback by Feed Me More Nutrition his nutrition company and also the conversations with the big guy podcast so i like to think much like on my phone how i can jump between twitter accounts ryback just jumped between all three twitter accounts and retweeted us and, on them and and how many likes did that tweet get I, 15 yeah we're like at 15 now meanwhile like if uh, i think we when i met simon um thank you sir it's 20 <laughs> It's like when I met Simon Gotch, he retweeted something and I got like 56. Meanwhile, Ryback, he's not exactly bringing in the numbers. Oh, Ryback, you gotta help. You gotta catch us like you caught Kalisto. But that's actually not the reason for this episode of Talking Back. This is something that literally happened while the podcast was recording. Uh, Twitter account at BossMoz, who I follow, tweeted, Very important. The Ryback did a Reddit AMA, but he didn't know how to reply, so all of his answers are just statements sitting there on their own, completely devoid of context. So here's a few just random things Ryback said. As long as third graders didn't force me to lick white dog shit after, I'd take my chances with him. That's just a random sentence Ryback wrote. <laughs> Haven't met him yet. That's another Ryback quality. T.L. Hopper. And then my personal favorite one, Sponge Daddy, which is then comment replied with, what in the holy hell is this a reply to? Where Ryback's just like, Sponge Daddy, yes. Yeah, I am the Sponge Daddy. Still, I still watch occasionally, and I think Elias is great, along with Otis. I fucking love Otis. Thank you, Ryback. God damn right, though. Uh, yeah, here's what it says. I assume he's on an iPhone, and you have to hit the bottom right arrow to reply, which is true. And if you're on Android, you have to tap and hold it until a box pops up, and then you click it. And then Ryback's just like, Yeah, I was at dinner, and I didn't realize that it didn't attach to the question. I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> That's just the best way to deal with it. Yeah. And that is <laughs> just say fuck it. That's been our episode of talking back this week. And uh, after that, I just have to ask Blake: Did you enjoy the Kevin Owens babyface run? Man, that was a nice two weeks, wasn't that it? That was a nice couple of months right there, where we got to enjoy like PWG babyface Kevin Owens coming out and having fun. Meanwhile, this do you think he's before gonna... he turned into ROH? Yeah, Kevin Steen. <laughs> So do you do you think that uh you think that he's gonna bring back the pop up power bomb or is he fu- fully a stunner boy now? 
No, I'm I'm looking forward to the stunner, but that also means that everybody in the WWE has to learn how to sell stunners. Oh yeah, well, hold on. My favorite was who were they fighting last week? It was it was um. I know the person that took the stunner was Rusev. It was Rusev Nakamura and um, Cesaro. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Can, so, Rusev, the man who does not know how to take a stunner, who instead basically just like flipped over his entire body. And I believe KO commented on it tw- on Twitter just being like, yeah, just one snapmare and I took him out. I'm a fucking legend. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're Kevin Owens. Yeah. And then you beat up the entire New Day the next week. I mean, it makes sense from a... I mean, you beat up two-thirds of the New Day. 30, 45% of the New Day was not yeah. there. 57% of the New Day was not like there. Like 60% if we're counting body mass. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense from a storyline standpoint, because you can just be like, KO's like, I came back and everyone wanted you in the match. Meanwhile, I was, like, trying my best to be fun with the fans, but everyone wanted Kofi, 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 and that's all I kept hearing was Kofi, 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 and that's why he's now attacking. So I like the storyline reasoning. I'm just like, I wanted more good boy Kevin Owens because it's my favorite thing on the planet. Big O is the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it was so, I thought they could do it for a little bit longer at least. Yeah, at least another three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. I, really, but... I just really wanted Kevin Owens in the in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then it... Oh, Big O in the match, too? Like, that would be great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the briefcase, and you think he's going after Seth, and then he, like, d- pulls it on Kofi. It's, it'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Like, they so... lift him up on his shoulders. He's like, oh, thanks, guys. And then he brains fucking Kofi with it, and he's like, ring the bell! And then he fucking pins him. That would have been the best. The yeah, yeah, exactly. The best. Um, so, have you guys ever seen a wrestler go from having a potential WrestleMania-quality feud with John Cena to instead fucking fighting R-Truth in the middle of SmackDown two months later? Because that's where good old Lars Boy is right now. Hey, bud, I feel like a lot of people went to that with John Cena now. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I mean, there, that happened. A, a lot of people had to be built back up after they lost to John Cena. Yeah. Well, I mean. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, shit, he's back. L- Lars didn't even fucking get beaten by John Cena. Lars no. just fucking was terrified of John Cena and didn't <laughs> want to show up. He was, he was beat in the court of public opinions versus John yeah. Cena. Okay. This is going to be a hot take, and I don't want to take anything away from Lars Sullivan's mental health journey, but do you think, because he said shit about people with anxiety before, that he made it all up because he knew if he feuded with Cena going into WrestleMania, he would lose his first big feud in WWE, and therefore he wanted to wait, and then... I honestly don't think so, because a big thing with a lot of people who suffer, especially in, like without admitting it or without thinking they have a problem from certain mental health issues, and honestly, a lot of issues, not even just mental health related, they often project. Yeah. And so they often project their what they see as their own inadequacies, and they insult others who they perceive as having those inadequacies. And this has been Mental Health Boys with Blake Tanner. The more you If you know... want to see a great um, example of projection on just about everything, look at our president's Twitter account. <laughs> That's all you really need right there. But you guys know what I need? 
especially before uh, the the great, great live show we're going to be doing in a few months. I need some new Fight Boys merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh, shit. What do we got? We got shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars and just Fight Boys shirts. I made a really dope one based off the Akira poster that I fucking... That may be what I wear to the show because I really love the way it turned out. I'm probably, I'm definitely wearing the Candidates for Winter shirts yeah. um, and, in JWF. Yeah, yeah. And then also in addition to that, you can get posters. So that Akira design you can also get as a poster. Um, I think that's all we really have for Fight Boys, but we've also got mugs. We've got cups. we got a bunch of other stuff available for you at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. And now before Dylan passes. Wait, oh, hold oh. on. Stop. Should we bring some posters? I mean, we could bring posters and just, like, throw them at people. I think we should. We may print out some stickers and just give out stickers to people. Did we give, did we pay the bear this week? Oh, I I don't, we haven't paid the bear, but I've talked to Tibbs earlier and he said he's got it taken care of. So, I think with that, and before Dylan passes out on us, we need to go over to the JWF for another episode of Monday Night War. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by my partner in crime, the man who always goes double or nothing. It's Captain Tibbs. You said you wouldn't rat on me, damn it. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, as the Fight Boys announced earlier today, not only are the Fight Boys coming to StarCast, but we're going, baby. Captain Tim's Silver Spoon, we're gonna be there live doing our meet and greets. It's $2,000 for a photo up. I'm excited as hell, Tim's. I love it. They're already piling up to get their pictures with a captain. That's right, Tim's. But of course, in addition to all of that, before Double or Nothing even happens, there's another show that I really love to see, and it's Cash in the Bank. The show where, of course, it ends with that amazing ladder match where six wrestlers climb to the top to, of course, try to get the cash in the bag briefcase, which contains a number one contender shot to the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. It's one of the greatest matches of all time. Tell me about it, too. Listen to yourselves. You heard of a ladder match? Normally it's for a title. But this is for something different. It's a chance to get the title. A chance. A chance, and that's does, and that means as every chance, it's not one hundred percent guaranteed. But you climb that ladder, you grab that briefcase, and you could be the champion. That's right. And you say it's not a hundred percent guaranteed, but I mean, look at the success rate. The last two cash in the bag winners have gone on to become JWF champion. Griffin Clouds went on to become champion. Brunch Boy Baron, and of course, speaking of Griffin Clouds, Tibbs, let's talk about our Tag Team Invitational Tournament, which is about to have another match right now as our JXT Tag Champs take on the VWO. Now, Tibbs, this is a little bit confusing. I thought the VWO broke up at Wrestlepalooza, but it seems Justin and Griffin have reunited for this tournament. We see, Sills, this was a feud against brothers, and obviously one brother came out on top, and one brother brought out the hammer, and so the other two lesser brothers are having to team up just to survive. 
Tibbs, you forced them to be in this tournament, didn't you? You know I did, buddy. Uh, okay, well, looks like Griffin and Justin in the ring, honestly, looking a little bit confused. I mean, they're united in this tournament, but they look like they do not want to be here, Tibbs. Sales, they also figured out they had to do this about 15 minutes ago, so... <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. Two men who are definitely excited to make their JWF debut are these men, the current JXT Tag Team Champions, the team of Falcor and Zeus, Gods on Parade. Tell me about Gods on Parade, Tibbs. I know you love them. Oh, Sills, I can tell you, I've known Zeus for a long time. Our relationship goes back a very long way, and I don't want to talk about it, but Falcor. Oh, Sills, Falcor is a dragon. That's right. Literally. That's right. Looks like that dragon standing in the middle of the ring across from Justin Clouds, who begrudgingly just gets in the middle of the ring into a lockup. Oh, but wait a minute. Justin's showing some strength, tossing Falcor against the ropes. And, ooh, a big back elbow sends the JXT tag champ to the ground. Justin now screaming at Griffin, telling him that's the way you do it. Tibbs, I think this, this intermingling, this fighting, it may cost the VWO their chance in this tournament. No, Sills, they just got to get back together. They got to get their family bond. You know, it was a family bond that brought the Hammer Man back, and so it's going to bring whatever is inside Griffin and Justin back. That's right. Now Justin bouncing off the ropes, and oh, a beautiful senton, that massive body landing across Falcor, going for a pin. One, two, ooh, and Falcor just barely kicking out at two, Tibbs. But Justin now maintaining control with a headlock on that big beast. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. I think it's a wise move. Utilize the headlock. Keep the big man grounded. What do you think? Always important. Both of these men, they're bigger than you think. That's right. And Falcor showing it off right now. Making his way back to his feet. Picking up Justin with him. Look at the strength of Falcor. And a beautiful fall away slam. Lays out the island boy. And there it is. Falcor making the tag. In comes his partner, Zeus, that massive man with a heart of gold, grabbing Justin by the leg. Oh, but Justin reverses, kicking Zeus back into his corner and tagging in Griffin, who, well, Tibbs, I'll be honest, Griffin Clouds looks absolutely terrified. Good. That's right, Griffin escaping to the outside, attempted to rush up the ramp, but wait a minute, it looks like Falcor stopping him. Falcor grabbing him by the neck, sending him back into the ring, but wait a minute. Justin Clouds from out of nowhere attacking Falcor. Both of them fighting outside of the ring. These two behemoths going after one another. It looks like Shibata, our faithful referee, forced to go out trying to pry him apart. This is chaos, Tim. Shibata, don't leave the ring. Count them out. That's right, but wait a minute. It looks like Griffin. Griffin inside the ring. Griffin with the poison vape. That green mist blinding Zeus as, the, as Shibata's back was turned and Griffin using this to his advantage tossing the big man into the turnbuckle in a massive clothesline and Tibbs I'm telling you something I think that might have been the turning point Griffin getting ready to end it getting ready to end things but wait Justin Justin Clouds tagging himself in Ta Tibbs Griffin had it and then Justin I think Justin just cost him the match you can't let your pride get in the way like that that's right, but oh, wait a minute, Tibbs. Tibbs, it looks like Griffin isn't done in the ring. Justin climbing to the top rope, signaling to his brother, both of them making the sign of the VWO. And are we going to see it? 
We are Griffin picking up Susan. There it is. The under vapor on God's on parade. Griffin tackling Valcor off the apron. Justin going for the pin. One, two, three. And tipped with that. It looks like the VWO are moving forward in this tournament. But of course, let's not forget, this may not be the last time we see Gods on Parade, too. It definitely won't be, Sills. I'm... I've made a mistake. What? What'd you I do? should not have flipped it. They're actually very good tag team. Griffin, Justin, the VWO. Should have thought about that. That's right, but of course, let's not forget Gods on Parade will possibly be back at Cash in the Bag if they manage to hold on to their JXT Tag titles because the Cash in the Bag match, as you announced, is going to be all champions, the JWF Tag Team Champions, the JWF Captains Champions, and of course, the Champions of JXT are all going to be in that match seeking that opportunity to become number one contender. And of course... Let's talk about the JWF tag titles, but because who knows who's going to be holding them. They're, of course, currently held by the team of the BS, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore. But last week, those two were viciously assaulted from behind by their opponents at Palooza, Coach and friend and Tibbs, what'd you make of that? Sills, I'll be honest. I've been disappointed in those boys, the BS boys, recently. They've just not been doing it the right way, or have they? I don't know. This is the, these are the important questions you ask yourself, Sills. But I'll tell you one thing. Coach and friend are not happy. Well, I mean, let's be honest. What they did at Wrestlepalooza, it, it shocked me. It horrified me. Instead of having a traditional wrestling match, they just they were showboating to the crowd, hitting their finishers multiple times. I mean, poor Honey Mustard Jenkins was forced to go to a hospital after that. And I think they're back and seeking revenge. So that's why we sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Coach and Friend. Let's hear what they got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Dodd the Dodd McDonald here backstage with the tag team known as Coach and Friend. Now, boys, let me let me start off this interview because I don't want to ask you about the tag titles. I want to talk about the JWF. I want to talk about you, Jenkins. I mean, how are you feeling? I mean, at Wrestlepalooza, you ate multiple vicious moves, numerous chair shots. There was a crimson mask draining down your face. You had to be sent to the hospital after the match. So how do you feel now? How do I feel? How do I feel, McDonald's? Look here, I feel like I'm... I feel like I want a Big Mac with a double Coke. Uh, uh, give me a side of Shamrock. Shamrock Shake Coconut Wash with that on. WTCR Nash... Nashville, right? Look, look, just ignore him for now. He's, I'm, gonna be, I'm not gonna lie, he's still pretty concussed. But I'll be damned if he's not a trooper. In fact, this man by my side, Honey Mustard Jenkins, why, he's why he, we came out and attacked the BS last week. He's the reason we sought vengeance for what they did at Wrestlepalooza because between the blackouts and the incoherent ramblings, Jenkins looked me in the eye and he told me one thing. It's not fair. And to be honest, McDonald, I gotta agree with him. Not just the chair shots, not just the vicious assault. No, what happened at Wrestlepalooza was supposed to be something special. It was one of the best tag teams in history going against the best team of today. And the BS disrespected that. 
They disrespected us. They turned what was supposed to be a legendary wrestling match into nothing but a glorified beating. And to be honest with you, I think it's time we return the favor. Well, so what you're telling me is, does that mean that you're not done with the BS? Are you possibly going to challenge for those, those JWF tag titles again? Look, there's no possibly here, McDonald. We're gonna go out and find that damn mummy and get Brennan Frazier's cup of coffee. It's the last thing we do. Into the BS. Look, boys, I gotta say, we were nice the last time you came at us, but now you got the full force of coach, coach and friend. That's me. We're coming down on your asses. And you won't like what happens when we open a nice refreshing box of Golden Crisp on your ass. Um, all right. Coach, Coach James, could you, could you elaborate on that? Look, I believe what my associate's trying to say is that we are coming for the JWF Tag Team Championships. We are coming for the cash in the bag briefcase. And we are here to tell the BS that the next time we see them, it's not going to be legendary. It's not going to be a clash of two dominant tag teams. No, it's going to be no holds barred. Well, Tibbs, that's shocking words from coach and friend. I mean, it looks like they are issuing a challenge, a challenge to the BS for a no-holds-barred match at Cash in the Bag. What do you think about it? I think this is the only way we can knock some sense into those boys. That's right, Tibbs. And speaking of knocking sense into somebody, somebody who's been honestly kind of nonsensical in previous weeks, it's Mojo Gruff. The man who at Wrestlepalooza assaulted the Dillon after what was a legendary match against Chuck Taylor. Mojo came out and just shocked the world attacking the Dillon. What'd you think, Tibbs? Sills, I couldn't believe I was seeing this behavior from Mojo Gruff. It was just baffling. That's right. And then, of course, Mojo last week coming out saying that this was the attack. All of it was part of a bigger plan that some that some higher power was guiding him, telling him to do all of this. And, Tibbs, I, I couldn't believe it. Neither could I, Sills. I'm the highest power there is here. So who would be guiding him to do that to the Dillon? All right, Tibbs, we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna squash this bunny. I'm gonna nip this in the bud right now. You ain't the higher power, right? You ain't gonna, like, you ain't gonna come out on a war in a few weeks and be like, it was me, Dylan. It was me all along. We're, that's not it, right? No, I'm actually good. We're not gonna go down that road again. We've seen what happens. That's right. Okay, well, good, Tibbs. Well, I mean, let me tell you something. I know I was upset about this, but one man who was definitely upset was the Dylan. And he is in our ring right now to respond to Mojo Gruff. So let's hear what he's got to say. So apparently, or at least according to Mojo Gruff, I am part of a bigger plan. According to Mojo Gruff, attacking me at the biggest pay-per-view of the year is just all part of a grander scheme. He seems to think that my darkness will help illuminate a path of destruction through the JWF. And you know what? part of me thinks he's right see i am on a path of destruction a path of destruction that leads to me getting back everything that i've lost in the past two years the captain's championship 
Money in the bag and my JWF championship. But you see, the problem, Mojo, is that you seem to think that this is all part of your grander scheme, but it's not a part of your plan. It's a part of mine. And you seem to think that all of this is going to help you take over this company, but you seem to think that you are in control, but you're not. I am in control, and I am going to use you as a stepping stone on my ascension to the top of this company. So you keep spouting your mojo and your bullshit, and you watch me as I walk into the sunset with all the gold wrapped around myself after I rip your head off of your pestilent no-good Body. Right. Oh my god! Tibbs! From out of nowhere, it's it's the demon! The demon honeypot! We haven't seen him in months! And he is assaulting the Dylan, slamming his fist into the skull of the Lord of the Smart Side! Tibbs' fist must be the skull the size of Dylan's head! This is horrifying! Oh my gods, no! That's right, it looks like oh my god, there he is, Mojo Gruff, the voodoo man from the bayou coming up to join the demon. Do you think? Tibbs, do you think that Honeypot was the man that Mojo spoke of? Do you think Honeypot is the higher power? If this is true, then Mojo Gruff does not know what spirit he has been consorting with. He does not know the ruin that he has brought upon us. He does not know the unending horror that we all face now bringing Honeypot back. That's right, but it now looks like Honeypot showing Dylan what that true terror is, grabbing him by his throat, and oh my god, Tibbs! Tibbs, are you alright? <coughs> Honeypot with a massive choke slam, actually throwing Dylan out of the ring nearly 15 feet, sending him into our announce table. The strength of Honeypot. Tibbs, this is horrifying, and look at Mojo Gruff! Mojo Gruff, that bastard is smiling! He is Smiling at what he's done, Tim. This is terrifying. Sales, I think it broke my rib. All right, that's not supposed to happen. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we gotta get we gotta get Tim's to a hospital. I think we gotta find out what's going on with all of these men. We gotta get some people out here to check on the Dylan. And if you wanna know what happens next, you're gonna have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night Wolf. So, boys, it's been an episode. It's been a fucking week, in all honesty. What'd you learn this week? Uh, I've learned that Spirit Airline will always put three turds in the same flying toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah. I've learned that the only time we win is when we are, like, 99 to 1 odds. Yes, we are the John Cena of odds. We'll, in fact, we, that should be our guest to watch next. Hey, John. John, you want to come on our show, John? John, Las Vegas is just a puddle jumper away from L.A. Come on, you can make this flight. Hey, hey, John, do you want to piss Vince off? And I learned... That if you want something to go buck fi- buck fucking weird, you can always trust on Bray Wyatt and his good, good puppet friends. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Hey, I'm the puppet. <laughs> so Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on the YouTube where I do everything but wrestling stuff because it's all video games and I'm not even in them. 
And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quasal Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. And, of course, check out all the other shows online at a load of pure BS.com. And if you do want to see Blake playing video games and that are about wrestling, subscribe to the Fight Boys channel, where, of course, we've got JXT, which is, of course, a... WWE Universe Mode version of our developmental system. We've got Developmentally Unstable. We're trying to work on other stuff to put up. I I don't want it to become like a Raw and SmackDown review channel, because that's what everybody does, but... uh, Blake, you alright? Stop. I need to... I need to read Vincent Kennedy McMahon's Twitter posts about birthdays. Okay. Happy birthday to at WWE's Babe Ruth, at John Cena. I really can't describe in words how much at John Cena means to me and the at WWE universe. Hashtag hustle, loyalty, respect, love. (laughs) Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Happy birthday at Shane McMahon. (laughs) Happy, happy birthday product of my semen. Good night, everybody. And as always, remember to find us online at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter, David Arquette, and come to our show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>